0: Tell them here and let them be. Well, I got something deep inside of me. I can't hide it anymore. It needs to be so free. There's no
1: Welcome to the show. My guest is the writer director of We Burn Like This. Uh, Say hello to Alana Waxman. Hello. So I'm gonna give a little bit of a lengthier intro because uh, I haven't done an in-person interview in a while because of COVID, but we are outside in a undisclosed location somewhere in California with uh, some social distance some outdoor air and uh yeah so we feel comfortable doing this so thanks for being the first alana to be back in person
0: sure yeah it's a lovely day here
1: yes uh in somewhere in california uh so i have so this is this podcast has become sort of an unofficial filmmaker podcast because i have had a lot of uh, filmmakers on uh like yourself and so i guess before we launch into the story you've never told publicly before, which we haven't debriefed on at all, so I really have no idea if I'm gonna laugh or cry or <laughs> what I have no idea or what but um I did want to ask you a filmmaking both
0: you'll do both
1: I'll try, yeah, it'll be good for ratings <laughs> uh <laughs> I wanted to ask you a filmmaking question mm-hmm. uh and this is something yeah i ha- I had no reason to talk about this publicly, but I think I've told you kind of briefly privately was that I remember there was a social function where you and I, cause we've known each other for a bit uh, and you know me through my spouse, which I mentioned a lot on the show, which is like half the guests on the show as through her. But anyways, it was a social function and I remember you were like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to Montana to make a movie. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then uh, you do that, but you also live there uh, for a while. And so I'm just curious. Uh, now that you're back, how you felt about that experience? Just because, like, it's not often where someone's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go here for research to make a movie," and then they actually go, but then they actually live there, yeah, like for a while, and like actually are a part of the community for an extended period of time, which is what you did for We Burn Like This. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, now that you're back, how how have those last couple years been? Because you've been not been in. You know Hollywood, Hollywood or LA. You know, so
0: yeah. Like, what what was that like, or or why did I choose? Yeah. Or like, what has it been like to? Yeah, live? like how,
1: looking back, how do you feel about like actually living in Montana? Yeah. And you've made a movie based on a character who returns mm-hmm. to Montana. Mm-hmm. To you know to basically kind of, I don't want to ruin the plot, but she she returns to to sort of her hometown mm-hmm. uh, and things are a bit different mm-hmm. you know and so i'm, I'm curious like how, how how did you incorporate li- actually living there as part of your research for writing the story and like how, all that because yeah. usually as, as a writer like myself i'm not necessarily doing that extensive amount of research where i'm gonna go live in a place yeah. for for years you know like <laughs> if i'm doing basically just the internet research and talking yeah. to people but i'm curious you actually i feel like did this cool like a tour thing where you like lived out life in the place you're doing a film about. And I was like, I, to me, that's like, that's kind of a cool artistry type stuff that, you know, I don't know that many people that have done that. So yeah. Like, how do you feel now?
0: Yeah, I feel, um, I feel good. It's been really great to be in this phase of the process. Um, I'd say the it was a wine it's been a very winding long road with this film and um a lot of it I didn't really do consciously I was kind of just following my instincts I guess and uh it was often very challenging experience and really challenged me in all all the ways someone can be challenged I'd say and uh if I knew, if I had known, looking back, if I had known how hard it was going to be when I left, I might not have gone. <laughs> right. Uh, but now, looking back, I feel really grateful for the experience, uh, for everything that I've been through with with making this film that's just kind of very intertwined with my life and, and my sense of self and growth and... Uh, I wouldn't change any of it now, I, um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself, I learned a lot about filmmaking, I learned a lot about uh, just our country in general and seeing, seeing other communities uh, from a, a different light, communities that are not my community and then also seeing my own community in a light and myself in a light that I hadn't really been looking at before. Um, so yeah, I, I think we were talking about this, but, uh, you know, when I left, I, I really did think I'd be gone for maybe a year. And so a part of me didn't really, I was self-conscious about my choice and I was nervous. I knew I wanted to go, but I didn't really want people to know that I was going because I wanted people to think I was still here in this general southern california area um and our friend you know our everyone who we went to school with i i wanted them i didn't want to lose any momentum that i had just gained by going through this really intense film program together and just kind of wanted to go over and do my own thing over here and come back with a film uh but yeah i just moved back last year and so that was about six years after i left
1: I mean, that's an, that's an interesting point because, right, like you go to, you know, the the, gra- the film school we went to and there there, there is this thing of you stay in, in town in Hollywood or whatever and you work. But then, uh, yeah, I could see how you're like, I'm going to go to Montana. And the people are like, oh, I guess she's not going to do film anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the immediate thought is like, yeah, you're gone. A
0: lot like, of people thought I was going home. Um, that that's where I was from, I realized. But that's not where I found that's not where I'm from. I went there because I had actually never been there. And I had just kind of set my film there and went there to learn more about it.
1: But I thought it was... But I think... But I mean, right. But then you end up living there. Like, you pay rent. Yeah. You you had uh, non-filmmaking jobs while you were there, too. So you're really part of the community. Like, you were a resident, you know? And I think that's... Yeah. That's, like, kind of that cool, like like going beyond just like reading about it and interviewing people you were like there so
0: yeah i mean what was so cool about it that i couldn't have planned is i i actually thought i would be you know living there working at a coffee shop writing my film uh i mean part of the design of this in my head was I was really scared of getting sucked into being someone's assistant or working full time in LA and never being able to work on my own project or having the energy for it. So part of part of the idea was, okay, I'm going to move to this place that's cheaper to live also and work and make my film, work on my film. So uh, but all of my work was actually tied into filmmaking one way or another. And I ended up Finding a film community there that I didn't know existed when I when I moved there, I didn't know there was any filmmaking going on in Montana. But there's actually quite a lot, and there's even more now. There's um, a ton of filmmaking. So even though I did work as a nanny for a while, but I was working as the nanny to a filmmaker, an indie filmmaker, and I was also his assistant. So th- I was I spent my whole time either working for film festivals there, or working for the art house movie theater in town and doing a lot of the programming there which was I just I really enjoyed a lot of the work I did when I was there and the people I met um you know I ended up working with a lot of them on my own film later so a lot of people I met along the way and worked with uh ended up helping me and we ended up working together to make uh what turned out to be my film
1: that's uh that's cool. Like I like that, and now you have this kind of community of people that's going to be part of your life moving forward beyond the film too. Because you're part of like you didn't just like show up and leave. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'm here for a couple months, film, by But you actually have relationships and friendships now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like I I know Montana in a way. I know the state. Uh, better than I'd say I know California at this point or I know Iowa, which is where I'm from originally, you know, because I really set out to I used to just drive at the beginning of my time there and I didn't have any friends. And so I would just take off for the weekend and drive to a town. I looked up on the map to see what it was like and to see if I wanted to uh, set my film in this town or should I set it in this town? And everything's so spread out in Montana that I did a lot of driving, a lot of hours of driving, um, and some of which I wouldn't do. I I wouldn't do again. I was I was super naive when I did a lot of those trips, and really I shouldn't have really been traveling by myself in hindsight. But everything worked out. Uh, yeah, everything worked out in the end. Yeah.
1: Uh, so I don't know if any of this will relate to the story you're about to tell, but uh, for those who are tuning in to hear alana tell a story she's never told publicly before and barely privately you're about to hear it now and then afterwards maybe we can i'll i'll see if i have some follow-up questions or like we can kind of dig into some of the things you touch on okay uh yeah so i mean wherever you're ready if you need to
0: yeah let's see well the story I was going to tell is kind of a sequence of short stories okay. <laughs> that kind of interconnect or they have a through line that are connected and kind of build on each other. Wow. And um, <laughs> that, sounds, well, that sounds more impressive maybe than me, what uh, it's going to be in the end. Let me,
1: yeah, let me just say, I should say this. I should preface this is that by design, a, a storyteller like yourself is being asked to still tell a story that's completely unvetted yeah un- untested yeah. and you haven't rehearsed and like it's sort of off the cuff so you know I think sometimes I- I'm putting storytellers like yourself on the spot where I'm like yeah yeah don't do any of the preparation you would normally do when, oh, yeah. when you write a story <laughs> or you have a you know have like a uh, an interview or whatever uh, you yeah know, like sometimes you know what you want to say in this yeah. case I'm like yeah so you know if it But you already gave like a structure to it. So like you already have these natural instincts of, of it. So I'm sure it's going to be great. So Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, I'd say, you know, I was thinking about when I was trying to think of a story to tell, I guess what I started thinking about was, uh, just like funny and hard moments that I've experienced and, uh, and and then when I started thinking of a few, I started realizing that, it's like, that there was a theme or there was, oh, this kind of led to this and this kind of led to this kind of thing. So that's what I mean by kind of snippets of short stories um, that like are that. connected to what I was going through at the time. And perhaps I'm still going through in different ways. And I think it is connected to what we were just talking about with my film because I guess, okay, So I'd like to preface the entire thing by saying that I grew up in a meditation community in Iowa, and so I had a very unique upbringing that colors my whole life, I'm sure, in ways that I continue to see and understand as I get older.
1: Uh, I had no idea, (laughs) so I'm glad that we're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. Or I might have to get into. You that. might. You
0: can ask me more. There's, I'm yeah. not going to tell stories about that specifically because I'd say those kinds of stories I've told more often. That's
1: fair. Yeah. But it, it helps to understand that you grew up in a meditation community.
0: I grew up in a meditation community. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I barely even know what that is. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I can imagine just by the two words put together what it could be. <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe I'll say a tiny bit more because it's related. So it's um, it's a transcendental meditation community, which is a kind of famous form of meditation. There's a lot of famous people over the years that have gotten involved with that specific kind of meditation. People like the Beatles and David Lynch. A lot of people I've learned, uh, the director, David Lynch, a yeah. lot of filmmakers and, and actors come to transcendental meditation because David Lynch is an avid pra- a practitioner. Yeah,
1: let's, let's just shout him out in yeah. case he yeah. wants to hire either of us yeah down the road okay
0: yeah and uh so this is a community that my parents chose so my parents were about my age and they were seeking out this guru maharishi mahesh yogi who came from india to the u.s and started teaching everyone this form of meditation and It's a very simple form of meditation, and it kind of started growing. And eventually he asked people to move to a community, to start a community together. So my parents individually decided they would do that and that community. They bought a rundown college campus in Fairfield, Iowa, and my parents both moved there. That's where they met. That's where I was born and raised. So the important part about that story is... For the story I'm going to tell is yeah. that my I grew up in a place where there was a guru and there was like teachings and guidance that were being kind of handed down to us and that's kind of a guiding principle that my parents followed in making these pretty big decisions in their life. And so that sort of philosophy of like how you live your life or or how you find – Uh, direction maybe is a bit instilled in me and so I I wanted to talk about uh, times a a certain period of time in particular where I was feeling particularly lost and confused okay and this was I'm gonna start the story at uh, my junior year of college in undergrad okay and uh I was a theater major in college I went to college I went to Connecticut College and I was a theater major and I was studying abroad though it wasn't really abroad because it was still in Connecticut but I was doing this (laughs) um theater program this very intensive theater program uh it was called National Theater Institute and you know it was Basically, theater boot camp. That's kind of what they called it. And it was very rigorous. It was seven days a week, all day long. And um, we did all aspects of theater. Okay. Like, uh, direct. We did primarily acting, but we also did directing and movement and stage design and screenwriting. Or it's not screenwriting. Playwriting. Playwriting. Yeah, playwriting. yeah. Um, So, I was in the midst of this program and... I'd say I was just starting to lose it a bit, lose my mind a bit, um, just kind of have a bit of an existential crisis because I think I was nearing the end of my junior year going into my senior year, and I was a theater major, and I thought I wanted to be an actor. But I think around then, I, it start, that started to unravel. Okay. And um, I just hated the business end of acting so much. And I remember... Just a couple key moments in this theater program where I just knew I, w- I was losing it. I was <laughs> I was searching for a sort of grounding pole, and I couldn't find it. And I remember specifically with someone who's still one of my really good friends, um, we were in this movement class that's called Droznin. It's like a Russian movement really intensive class and it's also kind of like circus like you do all these circus things and uh we were trying to get into this really weird uh challenging position together like a balance where I was supposed to like balance my chest on her back and and she's like on all fours and we're trying I was trying to like kick my legs into the air and I couldn't do it and it's our classes sometimes would go so late in the evening I was just exhausted and um, I remember our heads were kind of down uh, and I just remember looking at her and saying what are we doing with our life and we just started laughing and crying and then laughing and crying because that's that's kind of how it felt Um, we're just I'm just trying so desperately to kick my legs in this weird really weird position it's so frustrating but also, what are we doing? Um, so I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, really. Yeah, right. And um, I I got kind of fixated on dance, that I wanted to dance. And somehow I just thought, I had heard that there was this amazing dance teacher who taught at Connecticut College named David Dorfman, and he's... If anyone out there listening has ever seen him or seen his company, it's just really amazing modern dance and really meaningful and always has a, an in-depth story to it. And I was never a dancer at Connecticut College, but I did some dance earlier in my earlier years and i had found out he was going to Poland and I really wanted to go to Poland because my family's originally from Poland and I just felt like it was all going to work together like and it was going to be that summer and and I didn't really know him that well or I didn't really know him at all and but I just got fixated it was like this is what I'm doing this is this is the answer of what I'm going to do next I'm just going to go to Poland with David Dorfman even though I'd never taken one of his classes and somehow I got his phone number and I called him I'm still at this really intense theater program, but I was trying to lock in my plans for the summer. So I called him and I was just, I can't remember exactly what I was saying, but I just started spewing out all this stuff and saying, you know, I'll, I'll take the dance classes will I just want to come to Poland and just like building in this kind of frenzy and building up to, I all, the main thing I remember saying is I just want to dance <laughs> I just I just want to dance and I'm just like crying to him on the phone and I've never really talked to him before and yeah I just remember him just being like yeah yeah sure yeah you want to dance you you should dance you should do that and uh but I don't know if you're really the right fit to come yeah. with my company to Poland but you should definitely dance. You know, maybe you, when we get back to school, you can take one of my classes or all this. And I just kind of realized that, uh, yeah, I I was I was losing it a bit and and looking so desperately, I guess, for a teacher is what I can also say now. And teacher, I was looking for him like him as a dance teacher and as sort of guru figure in a way, like looking for guidance and for a meaningfulness for like a track to follow and um it's a nice tie-in yeah thanks
1: yeah like you (laughs) you work that in really nicely
0: thank you thank you and uh and it keeps going if you if you want me to keep going about kind of more touch-ins about finding a guru i
1: i'm i'm happy to i'm happy to hear this whole this whole experience you're you're wanting to share yeah yeah
0: okay so
1: So dance is for now, uh,
0: Uh, dance was kind of off the table after that. Uh, or I just never, it kind of fizzled, you know, once, once it didn't really click in and it wasn't kind of answering the way I wanted it to answer for certain things in my life. I, uh, I just never really did in much with it. I did. Oh, I did do a, a dance program over the summer a bit that summer. I did take some dance classes and that was about it. Um, but I guess I intuited that I wanted to move my body more. I wanted to kind of free up some stuff in my body and right. feel, feel something from that. Um, so uh, I graduated, I graduated from college and then just went home to Iowa for a bit because I didn't know, I didn't find something that I was gonna follow so I just kind of went home to figure out what uh. I was gonna do
1: home is still in this community yes okay yeah
0: got it um where my my parents live there still and um so I went back there and I ended up doing some I still ended up doing some theater I ended up doing some teaching and acting in some local plays that kind of thing and it did there was I it did hit me then uh I was watching a behind the scenes documentary like kind of making of the movie across the universe by Julie Taymor okay and um, listening to her talk about filmmaking and the creative process there was something that hit me then that I thought to myself I want to do that I want to be Julie Taymor but I didn't I didn't know how to do that at the time and, you know, I, I was like, well, maybe I should go to grad school. Maybe that's a solution to do something. And but I started looking into it and I was like, I, I've never made of any films like I don't have a real I don't I don't know how to get into the grad school for film. So I kind of tabled it and uh, forgot about it and decided I would instead audition for acting to go to grad school for acting, even though. I didn't really want to, but that's what I knew how to do, and I could just keep going with that. Right. And I remember rehearsing. I was being coached by a friend, and uh, he was critiquing my performance of my monologue that I was trying to get ready for this uh, audition, and I just broke down into tears. Uh, Breaking into tears is kind of a common theme for my life. Um, (laughs) I just... uh, I'm, i I my emotions are just very, I'm very fluid and I, as a slight side story uh, my roommate when we were starting at USC um, I remember I was talking to her it was early on in school and I uh, was talking to her about how frustrated I was and I just broke into tears and uh, she was completely overwhelmed because she uh, was not the person, who, the kind of person who cries ever. And she was, and I was like, and then I just kept talking, and and she was so confused by that because she thought I was just crying now, and the conversation was kind of over. But I was actually talking through my tears, and it was all just a part of it. It's yeah. just like how I process emotions and get through stuff is just to cry sometimes, yeah, or oftentimes.
1: And that roommate was me. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. It wasn't, but I I could totally be in the roommate role. Yeah. Because that's how I am. So anyways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I I broke down auditioning, trying to prep this monologue. And I just found myself saying, I don't even want to do this. And then the friend said, well, what do you want to do anyway? And then all I could think of was, all I, I just want to do yoga. I just want to, all I want to do is do yoga and I don't want to be an actor. So I ended up finding this great yoga teacher, um, and I went to Northern California for the first time to study with her for a week. Her name is Sophia Diaz, and she is an incredible teacher. And I, you know, I'd never been to Northern California. I'd never been to no, I had been to Northern California. I'd never really spent time in Northern California. Okay. Yeah. And um, I was I was kind of taking this leap of okay, I just need I just need now to study with this teacher. I just need to do this. And um, so I was in Berkeley and taking a week of classes, and I decided to kind of take a a trip over to Telegraph Avenue. I don't know if you've been there before Uh, I have yeah
1: yeah I'm familiar but it's like
0: you know a very new agey street and there's all these little pop-ups and um very
1: historical yeah as well yes for those things yes yeah
0: so I thought I would kind of go over there and check it out before my yoga class with this teacher that uh I really I I had already taken a couple classes with her in the days prior and when I walked into the room You know, and she first spoke. I was so just shocked. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it actually. I just felt so like like a rock, just like drilled drilled into the ground because I was just like, oh, I've arrived or I've like landed where I've been trying to get, and I just want to listen to what this woman has to say forever because. She's speaking so much truth, and it's just, I just can feel that, and I just want to be around that. Um, so I i had another class that day, and I was walking along Telegraph Avenue, and I was checking out some earrings, and this older man kind of, like this kind of like wrinkly old man kind of like came up to me and started talking to me, and he had kind of a cockney accent or maybe it wasn't Cockney, but something like that. And it was kind of hard to understand him. Okay. Um, but he just started talking at me. And I, I think partially or, or largely due to where I grew up. I, am I, I've tried, I've had to unlearn some of this, but I tend to be a very open person and just will listen to whoever's going to come talk to me and, and assume that everyone has everyone's best interests in mind and and that kind of thing. Um, So this old man just starts talking to me and and I can't quite make out everything he's saying, but I feel like he's giving me a sort of prophecy or he's saying these things about my life or about my energy or it's just like meant to be and I have to listen. And he kind of goes on and on. And I don't really remember what he said, but other than he said something about, yes, and you should have a little bit of blue just behind your ear just a little maybe just dye your hair blue just just for just for you to see just just for you but no one else and you should just just have a little blue and that's not how he sounded at all but that's how i remember it
1: i think it's pretty good
0: yeah Sh- you show
1: your acting chops yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: and uh so i listened to the, i had i knew i was the time was ticking and I needed to get to this yoga class that was so meaningful to me. And, uh, but I couldn't pull myself away cause I felt like I was having this sort of spiritual experience or I needed to keep listening to him for as long as he was going to talk to me. And I realized he was just going to keep talking at me. And eventually I managed to leave, but, um, and get to my yoga class except I was late. And I came in the room and my yoga teacher kind of puts up her hand to say, stop, basically. And I was just crushed. And I stepped back out of the room and just like sat on the floor right outside the room for the duration of the yoga class. because I And I just felt so mad at myself because I I knew that I had found this person that I wanted that I valued and that that you know the time was short with her I was only there for a few days and I had given I had let that slip away because this other random man just like decided he was going to talk to me and I just listened and and stayed and yeah so I was just sitting there and just feeling really bad about myself and um just beating myself up and waiting for the class to end so that I could try to talk with my teacher afterwards. And the class finally ended and I just waited and waited. And she finally came out and saw that I had just been waiting there the whole time. And she said, what happened to you? (laughs) And I said, I thought I, I, I couldn't come in. I should have come in. And she said, well, She's like, I, I just went I didn't want you to come in right then, but I didn't mean for you to not come in at all. Mm. And um she I told her about this man that I had come across and why I had been late <laughs> and what he had been saying and she kinda said to me, she listened and she said something like, You know, well, it sounds like you've been you had a little visit from the prophet, but uh for people like you, you know, I was 20 I was 22 at the time and um she knew my my history that I'd grown up in this meditation community and she just her advice to me was to um that I don't that I have to I can choose who to be open to or not be open to and and that she knew how much I wanted to be in the yoga class and how um how mad at myself I was that I didn't that I missed it and she also said to me you know you could have tried again like just because someone stops you if if it's something you really want then you should try again and so those were it was just like a lot of hard lessons <laughs> for yeah. for my young self uh in the in the goal of trying to you know of wanting something so badly and then choosing something that um, kind of got in my own way, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, the themes have emerged from <laughs> you sharing uh, these these connected kind of moments uh, about your kind of I guess I guess you could say graduation, post graduation part of your life. Uh, undergrad, yeah, g- undergrad, I mean. Uh, yeah, if, I mean, if we could do some little follow-up questions sure, or, or yeah. commentary uh i i guess I, I i usually save this question for last but i kind of want to start off with it which is i guess what inspired you to share this uh story this story <laughs> yeah publicly i mean i i can kind of yeah
0: because
1: i can i can i kind on one hand see that it could be part of someone's biography that they share yeah. publicly yeah uh, so I could see that part of it and now I can also see why you wouldn't but I'm curious to actually just hear it from yourself why you know you can kind of this is something that's not yeah a thing now now it is because people all over the world will hear this so
0: yeah yeah I uh I find it funny looking back specifically at the story that I kind of started with about uh just crying to this dance teacher I hardly know and saying I just want to (laughs) dance and um I thought that story was funny so that's why I thought of that and and then I kind of started thinking about just how I was feeling in that time and looking back how I could see what I was actually looking for and I can say now, looking back that I was looking for someone like Sophia um, to be to be a, a kind of teacher and a guide and um, a, like a practice to study in a way yeah and um and I did find that in Sophia, and I feel super grateful for my time that I spent with her I, for a couple of years, I studied with her um, very regularly, and uh The kind of like button to the thread to lead us up more to the present is um, back I was I was living in this little house in Berkeley because I eventually just moved to Berkeley. So I guess I had kind of like kind of like the Montana thing. You know, I was just looking I was looking for what's next, what I wanted to do next. And then I found this yoga teacher in Berkeley. And then I thought after that trip, I just pretty much within the next couple months I just moved to Berkeley so I could study with her and that's kind of what I did in with Montana in a way too it's like okay now this is what I'm doing I'm gonna just move to Montana and just make a movie and when I moved to Berkeley pretty pretty early on in my time I met this woman who was staying I was living in a a house with a lot of different people and there this woman knew some of the people in the house and she was coming to study with this one movement teacher and she was staying on our couch and we kind of just got to talking and and it turned out that she had been to USC film school back in the day and I was just kind of asking her some questions about that and and she had she said to me oh I didn't have any film experience when i applied and i said oh you don't, you don't need film experience to apply for usc and she said no so then that's what drove me to eventually apply and kind of take a turn towards film and here i am from that choice
1: (laughs) yes i mean it sounds like to me you are a person who has immersive experiences uh so it actually makes a lot of sense why you went to Montana and lived there to make your film. Because now I know, you know, you moved to Northern California to study yoga and live and work. Uh, and you also wanted to really study in Poland really bad and mm-hmm. dance. Like you, you were like a person that apparently is willing to, to, you know, immerse yourself in that whatever that thing was. And you were trying to search for mm. that thing. Uh, and then given your, how you grew up, which I had no idea, you know, you're used to like a v- environment where there's a, a guru, a teacher, like a, 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 like a head sort of mentor figure kind of giving pathways for you to, to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I mean, like, how do you, I mean, I guess you've told these things publicly now, I guess, like, how are you feeling? Do you regret it or, yeah. or, or like why, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess uh, perhaps as because of my background in theater, I'm kind of I'm used to the feeling of putting myself out there a bit um, and being vulnerable. So I feel that now I feel vulnerable. Um, but I also, I guess I chose this story, this se- series of stories over other things that have happened to me, uh, is because it's it's really just about me instead of <laughs> telling stories about. Other people are being worried about what other people might think um, about my story about them or not wanting to hear them, not wanting them to hear my story about them, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're not like telling a anecdote that's really more about somebody else. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Because
0: I could definitely tell stories just like I've had just some like really intense experiences or like old relationship experiences or just like. Like those are some crazy stories, but I'm not gonna tell them. Sure. On this.
1: <laughs> no, I mean you still you still have a career. Yeah. That you'd like to have <laughs> and, you know. Uh the Hollywood town is smaller than people realize at times. And yeah. So, yeah. No, I get it.
0: Yeah. And uh, this one, uh this way I just get to be embarrassed myself.
1: I mean, I don't really I wouldn't be embarrassed, okay. you know, if I were you. I just think Great. now like I mean, for me, because we're friends and I don't know this, any of this, um, I'm more like, okay, I like can form like a, uh, there's like more depth to how I know you. I would say of many people I know uh, that are fellow filmmakers and stuff, and maybe we've like, we've actually been on a set together in a short film, mm-hmm. like you can't really talk about anything of substance. Yeah. Because you're working or if there's downtime, you you can't just talk about like alana's experience searching for direction and, yeah like, like you can't get into that There's just, <laughs> the format's not right for it right so yeah. you know and, and even if you're catching up right it's it's you just can't get in that deep of a conversation yeah when everyone has phones other responsibilities jobs like you just maybe it's like oh, i only I, I can go have dinner tonight for an hour or two yeah and like I don't know if you can get really get into something that's like super about yourself like yeah there's a there, there's got to be a bit of like just general yeah conversation because it's like i don't know yeah it's not the right format to just go heavy on someone when you're like whoa, well, i'm just trying to like eat at chipotle <laughs> with you like what are you doing like, this is intense but um, yeah yeah this is more than a uh, more than an appropriate format for it and so it's cool to like hear kind of i'd like had no idea really I just didn't know um but it's cool that I mean you yeah I mean I guess we're always still searching for whatever but yeah it, it's interesting to see like how that like has literally taken you geographically to places and yeah. lived in places and yeah, like, you've actually moved to places to do things. Yeah. Uh, which is very different from my personal experience. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. And I, yeah, I recently realized, I guess, with my move to Montana, I've lived in every time zone of the U.S. at some point in my life, which I feel is kind of cool. But, uh, I don't know. I feel like something's changed in with this last go-around, this last, this Montana experience. I just feel... There's a lot of sacrifice involved too. I feel, I feel really grateful for the community, the then the friends you know that I have in Montana and the um, the deep connections that that were made because, um, because of the people there and just because I just spent a good amount of time there. You know, I was I lived there longer than like anywhere else that I've lived so far besides where I grew up. Right. And um, I really didn't think I was going to stay that long. Um, And I was very noncommittal to my experience. You know, it took me about a year before I even got myself a mattress. I was just sleeping on the floor. I didn't really want to accumulate any furniture because I was like, oh, I got to be ready to just go and and just do something else. And eventually I started to get more comfortable and settle in a little more. But it, it took me a while. Um, I was kind of resistant at my own. I was resistant of my own choice for a long time um, and wondering if I had made the right choice. But I think kind of tying it back in a bit, too, I think, you know, I grew up with these stories of both of my parents taking these kind of big leaps in their life and choosing, you know, we're going to move to Fairfield, Iowa. We're going to we're going to follow this meditation guru, which is something that is not at all similar to anything their families. Or members of their families were doing at the time. Though it was, you know, the 60s. So there were a lot of people, you know, pursuing things like meditation um, around that time. So it was was of the times, but different from each of my parents' upbringings. And yeah, it's just kind of like, and then we just went to... And then we just went to Austria, or then we just went to like meditate for a long time in this in this country, and then we just moved to fairfield and so I guess something about that um where I was just you know kind of infused with the belief to just go after things that you're that you're drawn to and just go just go do it go try it, I guess, but also. Sometimes it's exhausting, and um, I don't really want to do that exactly the same again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I want to make more movies, but maybe there's a way to not move somewhere for six years um, and pick up, just uh, constantly uprooting myself, you know. Um, Maybe there's another way.
1: Yeah, I mean, if your next film's a sci-fi, it's going to get a bit complicated. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I just got to go to space now.
1: Yeah, give uh, a shout-out to... Jeff Bezos? Yeah. Richard yep. Branson? Should we shout them out? Yeah, let's shout. In case in case they want to fly you out. Yeah, yeah. Into space.
0: If I need to do some research out there.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think we found our way to the end kind of nicely. You know, yeah. Like, naturally, right? We yeah. didn't know we'd get here this way, but, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a storyteller. You're a filmmaker. You have these natural instincts. Um, so, yeah, I think go try stuff uh move if you have to move
0: if you have to
1: that's what alana did and <laughs> go see we burn like this uh wherever you can see it i don't know yeah if you know or
0: there's a couple well it depends on when this podcast comes out oh yeah but uh let's
1: let's be general about it then, generally because i'm not yeah. sure when it'll be yeah. out or when people will hear it yeah yeah But yeah, We Burn Like This is a movie to check out. Yeah. There's a website.
0: There's a website. We're in film festivals that may or may not be going on when you hear this.
1: But the social medias will be alive. The website, that's where you can list where they'll be playing. Yeah. Uh, So thanks, Alana.
0: Yeah. Thanks, David.
1: All right. Bye. Hey, if you'd like to know when our next new episode comes in, it's easy. You can... Subscribe for the best story I never told. That's right, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher.